And now, this is the DDT Wrestling Podcast with DC Matthews and Doc Manson. Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Your hair looks longer or like it has more volume. Maybe it's just sun-kissed. I don't know. You you look a bit more like Rick Moranis than you normally do. And I mean that, of course, in the best possible way. Thank you, Durangan Canyon Matthews at the DC Matthews? Do you not think you look like Rick Moranis? I had never once thought that to myself prior to this moment, and I just don't know how to feel about it. I'm having difficulty coming to terms. I'm just picturing uh, Rick Moranis in a tracksuit from Ghostbusters. And I'm like, do I look like such an incredible twerp as that? You don't look like a twerp. Um, I, you know, you don't have the plastic glasses that he is so you know, known for those eighties glasses, but, and maybe it's because I know you're a fan of Rick Moranis, but I've always seen, you know, somewhat of a resemblance. You're, you're both seemingly academics. You, you know, I don't think. Is Rick Moranis an academic? I feel like he plays an academic. Does, Does he not? You think he plays a doofus? Is that the. I mean, I guess he tends to play smart, ish characters right i'm assuming the character i don't know that i've ever seen honey i shrunk the kids but yeah, i mean he's kind of like an inventor genius i guess there you go you are also a genius i mean he's not that smart in little shop of horrors but you know when you come from skid row yeah you know it's lewis tully He's an accountant, so, I mean, you know. Okay. And, of course, let's not forget uh, Dark Helmet. I was going to say, Dark Helmet, you know. Scourge of the universe. Yeah. You got to have something to going with you if you can do that. He played Barney Rubble. I don't know if that helps me at all. Not particularly. All right. Apparently... I'm looking at his IMDb page. Apparently, back in 2018, the TV series The Goldbergs had a whole episode, I think, in regards to Spaceballs. And he, you know, he he portrayed Dark Helmet once again. Oh, that's interesting. Possibly um, only in the voice, but still. The Goldbergs is a show of which I have almost zero knowledge. I say almost because I know there was a Halloween episode in which Robert England appeared as Freddy Krueger. It seems like they have a thing for these pop cultural uh, yeah. crossover episodes. Uh, but syn- that's as, as much as I know about the Goldbergs. The uh, synopsis of um, this episode, Adam tries to start a Mel Brooks club after he sees the movie Spaceballs. And Jackie mistakes the club advertisement for satire and puts it in the paper. Okay. Why is that a negative thing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Speaking of Robert Englund, uh, he's in he's in a big thing right now. Did you know this? Yeah, I know it. Uh, have you seen no. part one of Stranger Things season four? I uh, don't currently subscribe to the Netflix. Um, however, 
I do have plans to to watch it soon, let's say, because, you know, that's what I said I was going to do. I would probably come back and watch that and I'll cancel again. If I feel like going through that rigmarole, because I really don't have to at this point. Fuck you, Netflix. Um, but, you know, have not watched it yet. I do intend to, although honestly, I'm a little standoffish about it. Um, you know, it's been three years since the last season. I I don't really care. I know it's like I just saw the news articles. People were just like, ah, are people going to be burned out after three years? And I was like, oh, it's our biggest opening for our English speaking show and blah, blah. It's just like, okay. But I mean, I, I feel like I'm that person who is kind of burned out where I'm kind of like, so what are all these kids like 50 now? I mean, are they all, they must be older than me. I, I have to imagine with all this time that's passed. It, 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 not, I mean, I'm being yeah, facetious, but I understand. it feels like that. You know what I mean? Like uh, is 11, 11 is 18 now. Like I, it just, it seems like, they, they spent, I understand the world happened and all that, but it just, it feels like the show can't possibly still be what it was. And it's not to say that it's a bad thing. It's probably a very good thing. Everything I've read, uh, or at least, you know, the little feelers I've seen seem to imply it's a good thing still. Um, I just, yeah, I'm not, I don't feel the excitement in my bones to return to it the way that I, I, I think they would hope that i would feel um i am interested mm-hmm. but Cle- clearly yeah. somebody wants to watch it i can hear them loudly uh insisting that that you you watch oh it yeah right now. yeah yeah no oscar yes big fan of stranger things um he's he's a big fan of wolf everhard or whatever that kid's name is i forget yeah but i think you got it exactly right Finn Wolfhard, I think, is the person you're talking about. <laughs> Wolf Everhard. That would be come on. That that's that, that is, is that is the the lead in Strangest Things, which is a video you can find on the dark web. Wolf Everhard stars in that. Yeah, and so the thing that really put me off, I would say, any that I read about um Stranger Things is there they I don't know, there's like this um I know, I know Robert Englund's in it, and that's all well and good. But I feel like because they wanted to really play on people's, you know, people who like Robert Englund, I, I did see a few articles where they were like, if you like Robert Englund, well, this season, Stranger Things has its very own Freddy Krueger. Krueger. Uh, they were comparing the, the whatever the new villain is, um, Vespa or, or Cancun, Cancun or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, you are on fire with the thank names you. today. Like, I, I, I forget it. again. I haven't seen the show yet, but like, that's another thing that has put me off from it because I'm like, I do love myself some Freddy Krueger, but like, I don't know. I feel like when they go to those shortcuts to those shorthands to try to get me to buy into something without just presenting the thing and letting it stand on its own, that has the opposite effect on me it dissuades me from wanting to be interested and that because i guess because i'm a contrarian but i I, yeah do you think you are uh do you think that's something that happens to most people or do you think that's mainly just a you thing i think it happens to most people 
who um, are intelligent in some way. <laughs> okay. But, you know, you know, I, no, I think the majority of people are like, yes, I want to watch the next Marvel movie. Yeah, oh, She-Hulk looks very good. Give that to me now. Um, I think most people are just are happy to eat whatever they get fed by the machine. So I can understand where some people might be like, oh, you know, because Stranger Things has gone. Um, I watched all the parts of season four, part one that I needed to watch. Which. Okay. So what happened was we were very excited this weekend. Uh, Sunday, Monday, one of the days we sat Monday, we sat down and we were going to watch and we were going to probably going to binge uh, the whole thing. And then we come to find out that, um, you know, it's really, it, there's always been elements of horror to the show through all of the seasons, but this one I feel like is just very much a outright horror. Okay, now you're getting me excited, and I don't think there's any way it's going to live up to that. I can't imagine it actually being a serious horror production. There, You have to understand who's talking about it being yes, horror. Yes, and that's why I, I think I, I said... I, I, why I'm why I'm expressing disbelief that that could possibly be true because of uh, the source here. But. We we got we got to the point there there was enough sadism and um you know gore and such that at some point we were like there are two or three things we want to see. Uh so we watched the first episode. We started watching the second, and then we skipped to the seventh. Because we wanted to see, you know, certain elements, and then we watched part most of the seventh episode, and felt like, okay, we've seen enough of what we've wanted to see. We will probably go back and watch some other pieces that we may have missed because we missed most of the villain Vespa, as you called him. Um, you know, uh, we missed all of that because again, all of those elements tended to be, you know. I don't need to see bodies bending in those weird contortionist ways. I have no interest in that. Thank you. So, uh, Ooh, contortionists, sadistic, sadistic stuff. DC sounds like true horror to me. Totally. Totally. You're going to, you're going to do an episode of horrid on it one day. I'm I'm sure. sure. I'm sure. Um, but I, I make fun, but I mean, I, I am vaguely interested. I just not just not like super. I I didn't even really I did not know that it was releasing until after the weekend. So like my finger was not on the pulse in sure. the, of this one. So sure. Well, and you get seven episodes, uh, many of which are over an hour long. Yeah, I heard that. Like all together, the season is like something like 14 hours or something. Yeah. And then maybe not including. And then July 1st, they're going to give us the second half, which will be another probably seven hours. Yeah. Yeah. So. But supposedly the second half is only like two episodes, I think. I don't know. I think the second half is like two like movie length episodes, I think is what I read. I could be wrong with that completely. Either way. Uh, 
you know, we enjoyed the first season. And as with each progressive season, there were certain elements we cared about, uh, the relationships and certain elements that we had no interest in. And this seemed to have much more of what we didn't care about, which is why we felt entitled to skip around a bit. But I hope you watch it and I hope you do enjoy it. I hope you you enjoy your Winona Ryder and your David Arbor and your Does it does Wolf it once Everhard. again just like last season does it once again feel like they couldn't get everybody on the sound stage for the same days? Like is it like chunked into four different stories? Oh yeah. And and I don't know that that's you know they couldn't get every, I think they definitely had different production teams that were like okay, we're going to tell the it just bothers me when you've got this ensemble cast thing where none of them, where, where there's only subsets of them that ever interact with each other. It just, it just, it always strikes me as being very low production value that you couldn't afford to get your talent actually together. And so it's, so to me, it comes across like you wrote a story in service of your budget instead of telling the story you actually wanted to tell. Uh, and I think that's I'm, the root of my problem. I'm that. presuming for this, they wrote a story that was in service of pandemic policy. Sure. But I mean, third, the third season reeked of that as well. The third season was awful with it. The whole third season felt to me. Oh, like, yeah. There is there is definitely a OK. These characters are off doing this thing. Uh, that last episode, two of the main people. Were not part of the show. I did not see two of the major characters from season one and season two in the last episode at all. I don't know where they are. Um, but you have, you know, again, I'm not to spoil, but there are definitely, let me see, one, two. There's like three stories all happening at once. Some have some, you know, part of the cast is in one, part of the cast is in another. And then there's a larger chunk, but they are doing they're telling the same story from two planes of reality, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think you will find that when you watch, you will be like, Oh, this, you know, I, I don't know if it's budget or pandemic or if it was just, it's going to be much easier for us to make this show. If we have, I mean, it's all of the above. You know what I mean? Like you can't get Wolf Everhard onto the sound set when he's off filming Ghostbusters afterlife. Like it's just, the way it is but yeah. paul riser is a busy busy man very busy very busy what's new what's going on what's going down you look like you're about to fall asleep on me first day of hey. summer school ah uh, yes and my first was... lecture this morning so that was that, that was fine that was fun but i'm uh you know tired do you have, and do you have fun doing those lectures i think so i think so yeah i think i had fun today did you hand out the syllabus no, I mean, everything's online these days, so you don't really hand stuff out. Does your syllabus have uh, thought-provoking or entertaining quotes at the beginning? Um, there is a picture of Oscar laying in the grass. Uh, underneath it, it says Oscar, the um, blank family dachshund. He thinks he is people. That's just him looking quite majestic. Does that count? Uh, will you, if if your students buy appropriate gifts for Oscar, will you trade that for an exam grade? Absolutely. Asterix, 
absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad it went well. Yeah, I just, you know, I got to get ready for tomorrow because. Doing it again tomorrow. And again the day after that. Hey. It's just, it's a lot in a row and I really didn't get a lot of chance to prep ahead of time. So I still would feel you, like I'm behind on slides. Would you like to jump right to the emails? Um, I have some wrestling things to talk about. Would you like to jump right to the emails and we can make this a slightly shorter show? We'll certainly go over an hour because it's us. I mean, on the one hand, yes. On the other hand, not really. Okay. You know, I mean, I, I can't just um, all work and no play it makes Johnny a dull boy, you know? Johnny Manson. Um, I'm assuming you did not watch Double or Nothing. Uh, yet another thing that I didn't know was happening until after the weekend was over. I, you hadn't mentioned it, and I hadn't heard from GQ, so I was like, GQ I assume... GQ didn't if- text me. Eric didn't text me. I, I I had no idea it was happening until like 9 o'clock on whatever night it was, because I was starting mm-hmm. to see um, some stories about it. I was like, oh, was that tonight? Huh. Huh. Well, it lasted... Um, I totally would thir- have watched it. There were 13 matches. It lasted, I believe, between uh, somewhere around five hours long. Whoa, my God. Um, you know, uh, I went into it as I do with all of these pay-per-views. I was like, okay, if I could, my dream is wrestling a la carte. If they were like, look, it's $5 a match. You get your buy-in match for free. Uh, and it's $5 a match after that. How many matches would I be interested in? And I got up to around $25. So there were five out of these matches that I were, was interested in. Um, I look forward to them eventually getting a streaming service that we can pay for, and I'll be able to go back and watch some of this. Uh, the big story was not the world championship match, I would say. The big story was uh, whether or not MJF was legitimately uh, not showing up or whether or not AEW was trying to pull their own Sasha Banks and Naomi. How familiar were you with this story? I saw some stuff about it again, like mostly the next day. Sure. Or quick. Maybe I saw something ahead of time. Yeah. So quick summary. But yeah. Saturday night is fan fest. MJF no shows. Samoa Joe no shows. Apparently Samoa Joe's issue was legitimate miscommunication. AEW couldn't get organized enough to tell the talent when and where to show up. So he didn't know where he was supposed to be and when MJF supposedly allegedly um, knew where he was supposed to go and didn't because he is unhappy with his place in the company. He is unhappy with his contract. All of these other talents are making so much more money than he is. Um, So he didn't show up and they weren't sure whether or not he was going to show for the pay-per-view. He did show up supposedly at the last minute. Uh, He got squashed by um, Wardlow. And supposedly left right after the match and does not plan on returning for at least a while. He has, quote, some things to think about. So I don't again, is it legitimate? Is it not? Are they trying to capture the same storyline buzz they got from Sasha and Naomi over in the WWE? Is this a giant work? Nobody knows. But that was kind of the big story. Would MJF show up? 
I mean, I can I can see how much you care. I don't care. Like if it's a work, fine. Like, but with MJF, he blurs the reality on everything all the time, anyways. Yep. So, frankly, I'm inclined to think it's just a fucking work. But at the same time, ultimately, if it's not, what the fuck do I care about a man with more money than I'll ever have being upset that he's not that he does not getting enough money? Like I, I just I, I don't give a shit. Shut up and earn your money and go the fuck home. Who the fuck was MJF before you signed with AEW? Never fucking heard of you. Uh, I, I don't know. And as I, as I understand it, I, again, I, as I've read something like he has reworked his contract. He's not making the absolute bottom that some people are making. I believe they did give him a raise in line with the fact that they're using him, if not in their main event, in their major programs. Um, so I, I don't know, man. I, I find it difficult to believe that Tony Khan or whoever else is in charge of deciding how to spend AEW's money don't see the value in MJF. I just think that's unlikely. This is a situation to me. You keep bringing up Sasha and Naomi, which frankly, I don't think even enters into this. I think the more apt comparison is Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is the guy who left AEW because supposedly the deal wasn't good enough. If anything, this reeks of trying to capitalize on that. And as a work, if it's a work, like, wouldn't that make some degree of sense for Tony Khan to be like, oh, I'll pay you. This guy's worth the money. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. To me, that just, it seems more like a mirror of that situation than anything happening in the WWE. I, I know, obviously, Cody went to the WWE, but more, I think... That that's more grounded in AEW than than the stuff that um, you're mentioning. I think. I think. I, I, mean, I I was reporting on what I had seen. Yeah, you're online. reporting on dirt sheets. It's grasp at straws and know nothing. Yeah, but I'm know. reporting on the dirt sheet reporters who then tweet. I don't go to dirt sheets, but uh, you know okay. somebody tweets. Somebody tweets about it. That's public record. What what, what, what can I do? Nothing. You can do so, nothing. So. Either way, otherwise, uh, let's see. Adam Cole won the Owen Hart tournament. Britt Baker won the women's Owen Hart tournament. Um, East, uh, Eddie Kingston tried to set Chris Jericho on fire, supposedly, uh, as we all are wont to do from time to time. And CM Punk is your new AEW champion. Okay. I've covered your major things. Does CM Punk being the champion? Uh, make you want to um, tune in tonight to uh, Dynamite? No. Um, it doesn't not make me want to tune in. Nothing makes me want to tune in. Um, I think that's a good move. I'm surprised they didn't pull the trigger on that sooner, but it's been a nice wait. Um, I, I think the thing with AEW that they've done with that title is they've largely just used it in a way to let you know what the big deal in the company is or is supposed to be. I think they've done that very well throughout the history of the company and CM Punk returning to wrestling. Again, I I feel like it should have happened maybe sooner, but there were other things going on in the company that they had to play out. Um, it It just makes sense. Like this probably is the biggest wrestling get that you could get 
of the last five years. So it makes sense to sort of coronate that talent uh, with with your championship. So I, I think that's fine. Did CM Punk need the championship? No. Him being the champion does not make me more inclined to tune in than him not being the champion. But again, I don't know if I was the target audience anyways, because I'm not tuning in regardless. So mm. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I feel for Adam Page, who I feel like just recently won that title. Um, and from the from the jump was not going to be able. Uh, he held it for 200 days. I suppose that's longer than I thought he did. That's a fairly um, long time. It doesn't seem so long because they don't have pay-per-views every fucking month. Yeah. That's, that's why. I suppose that's fair. It. That's fair. That's fair. And then, you know, when you consider it, there's been four champions before Punk. Jericho held it the shortest. So, all right. All right, fair. Um, we won't talk about an NXT in your house because you're not going to know. You don't know the difference between Channing, Stax, Lorenzo, and Troy, two, to- two dimes, Donovan. You're right. I you don't. couldn't tell me the difference between Katana Chance and Caden Carter and Wendy Chu or Elton Prince or Kit Wilson or Brutus Creed or. I think I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I, I do feel slightly guilty. You know, your, your summer's ramping up. My summer's slowing down. I'm starting to pack up my classroom as I do every beginning of June. I've only got a couple weeks left to go. So unless there is something else as you're yawning on me, uh, unless there is something else that demands your attention, we do have six emails that will take us quite a bit of time uh, to get through. Uh, with your permission, I would like to jump to the emails. Does that work for you? Or do you have other topics? Do you, would you like to weigh in on the Johnny Depp Amber Heard verdict that came out just hours ago? Speaking of people with way more money than I'll ever have, who I don't give a shit about. Yeah. So, podcast at ddtwrestling.com. Uh, the first email comes from Brent, a work in progress. The subject is the subject. I wanted to ask something I've been curious about since I started listening to DDT Wrestling. Did Doc and DC have any inspiration to growing up to do what you do for a living now, or did you just kind of fall into it? Thanks. And you both have a great weekend. Thank you, Brent. What made you want to become a scientist? Nothing, really. I was just kind of good at math and science. And I said, well, that seems like a thing. I mean, honestly, like. But why like virology, microbiology? Well, when I went to college, I was a chemistry major. And I was a chemistry major for two years. And then I got to my junior year and I took physical chemistry and I said, fuck physical chemistry. And the year before I had taken organic chemistry and I said, I liked organic chemistry. And I was currently also in, I was in physical chemistry and biochemistry and biochemistry seemed to be a lot more like what I liked about organic chemistry. So I said, well, fuck physical chemistry. I'll put all my eggs in the biochemistry basket. And then I switched over to biology after that. Um, and yeah, I don't know. And then I had no real plans for after graduation. I was just doing a, uh, I was, I was doing some uh, undergraduate student research in somebody's laboratory as you do to fulfill certain requirements. 
And that person said, hey, ever thought about going to grad school? And I said, no, not really. But maybe I'll think about it. And then that's what I did. And here we are. And you sound so enthused. Was there an inspiration for for teaching, for lecturing, or was that just? I went to grad school. I hated most of it. The one thing that I liked was being a teaching assistant and teaching undergraduates courses and saying, ah, this is all right. I don't I don't mind doing this. And actually, I kind of like it. Uh, And yeah, that's the one part of my graduate experience that I probably could say with a straight face. I didn't fucking hate completely. So here we are. I love you you so much. (laughs) Is that aspirational? I don't know. No, but then again, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that he was like, um, I have no teachers in my family. There was a teacher in middle school I've mentioned before, but I always forget not everyone has listened to all 321 episodes of our show, plus all the extras. Um, There was a teacher I had fifth grade social studies, and then again for seventh grade social studies. Uh, He was fantastic. Um, He was funny. He was dramatic. He was educational um he was inspirational uh what'd you bring you a mug cake that kind of looks like oh oh god <laughs> looks like what doc tell me um it's a, it's a it's an it's an audio medium you have to be very descriptive let me tell you a story dc this is now my piece of positivity uh yesterday i came home from work and i was in the backyard i was going to get the garden hose because uh, I was going to go around. It was been a very hot couple of days. I was going to uh, water some flowers, some plants, and we got up back. And as I turned the corner, um, right where the hose spigot is to turn on the water, uh, I just I turned the corner. I look at the siding of the house, and, and right there is just this, let's call it a piece of gristle. I don't know, like meat. And I was just like, what the hell? Like, I had to look at it like twice. I did double take three times even. I was like, what is that? And I'm looking at it. I'm like, I think that's a paw. And I just I my brain's not really that function. I go I go up the deck stairs a little bit. Mrs. Manson is uh, through the window there. I just motion at her to come here and she comes here and she comes outside. And she's like, what? Oh, God, this can't oh, be good. She's going to scream. Well, and I say well, and before she turns the corner, I say, OK, well, I mean, you know, just uh, steal yourself. It's there's. I think I think this is a part of an animal, but I, I need a second opinion. I'm not sure. And uh, she turns the corner. She looks. Oh God, that's gross. And yes, it's this little arm of a something or other. We don't know what it is quite yet. And she we're looking at. It, we're like, what is that? Where did it come from? How is that possible? And I go, oh, I'm looking around. You know, oh, there it is, pointing. And she's a little bit in front of me, and she goes. Because she thinks apparently there's a swarm of uh, cougars or bears or 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 wolverines coming at her uh, currently actively as as we're discussing this piece of viscera that is attached to the siding of our house. Um, but right next to where that spigot is, this is where the outdoor um, unit is for our central air system or AC unit. So it's the big it's the unit with the big spinning fan and and, and mm-hmm. the heat coils, you know. Um, and so wedged into the grate in the top of this thing is the mangled, uh, uh, dismembered corpse of 
uh, what was once a chipmunk. And of oh. course, it is its arm that is now plastered <laughs> on my sighting. Uh, I don't know how it happened. I don't know if it said it's a hot day and I'm going to climb on top of this thing and the fan is going to blow me, even though it's you know warm air coming out of there. Maybe the breeze felt nice and it slipped through the grate. I, I don't, or maybe it, I know small animals like to make little nests underneath that thing. So maybe it got inside of it and it was all splayed out because it was hot. And when the fan kicked on, did that, did that like cause it to get pulled up into the fan? I have no idea, but it was this disgusting mangled up carcass of a thing. Uh, and that's my story. And that is kind of what this mug cake is reminding me of in terms of how it, it looks. I'm sure it's delicious. Mrs. Manson. It may look like uh, <laughs> turned, turned chipmunk, but <laughs> that, no, that looks like potting soil. That doesn't look like, uh, does it taste like chipmunk? You took a bite. Oh, yeah. Tastes like chipmunk. No, it's good. It's good. See, this is this is you know the risk you take, Mrs. Manson. You'll hear this when you listen to the podcast. Uh, sometimes you're going to bring the lovely dessert, and he's going to praise you. Sometimes he's going to compare it to you know to dead animal. Just the way it looked. It was just the presentation. Uh, going back to Brent's question, um, yeah, there was a there was a teacher. Um, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do when I was in high school. Um, I enjoyed school. And so I, you know, had worked as a camp counselor. So I had always thought teaching was sort of something I was interested in. Once I realized that being a broadcast journalist like Bobby Heenan was probably not going to work out for me. Um, I always wanted to be a novelist. That was where my aspirations lay. Still could be. And uh, so I, um, you know, I went to college intending on teaching uh, secondary education French um, and probably Spanish because there's not a lot of French teachers, at least in in our area. Uh, And then I realized I didn't really care for that. So I was going to do history. And then I also was, uh, my mom, I think, explained to me that, you know, there's going to be a lot of uh, males who are secondary history majors, and it's going to be rather difficult for you to get in, but you enjoy working with young children that you do at summer camp, and that's probably going to be an easier road for you. And so I switched to elementary education mainly because I thought it gave me a better shot of getting into my, you know, kind of uh, educational program. Nothing quite like the road easiest traveled. Which was true. I was the only male in my program, 40 you know, elementary ed majors, and I'm the one guy. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it worked out. I'm happy. I have no interest in doing much of anything else besides, you know, professionally podcasting and during giant tournaments. But uh, but yeah, I, I can't say that either of us have those inspirational stories that, you know, I was saved as a child by a virologist. And from that day, I knew that I was going to study whatever. Yeah, I mean, unfairness for me, it was mostly, like I said, reactionary stuff. I'm going to be a chemistry major. Ah, P-chem sucks. What what else do I kind of like? Ah, biochemistry. Okay. And then when I was going to grad school, again, that one person asked me if I wanted to go to grad school with them. That's why I applied and got in. 
But then at that time, I had just finished up the course in virology and said, I really enjoyed that. I think I'd be remiss if I didn't talk to that professor about working in their laboratory instead. And that's where I ended up and what a fucking mistake that was. And you see how my life has turned out. Uh, here we are. Here we are. We're doing a podcast, so it worked out great. I enjoyed the podcast. Well, I'm just saying, would we have done a podcast if you had done something else with your life? I don't know. I don't know either. So our roads led us here. Uh, it kind of speaks to the educational system, though. Here, you're 18 to 21 years old. Decide what you want to do for the rest of your life. Because clearly your brain is developed enough to make that decision. I think the fact that we allow um, children to take on crippling amounts of debt in the pursuit of an education they don't really know that they want or need or have any sort of real agency in uh, is completely fucked up. Borderline criminal, if not outright criminal. I would go with the outright one. Yeah. 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 How much now? Granted. I don't I don't know your situation, to be honest, like. Did you have a huge amount of debt coming out of your PhD program or were you able to? I was very lucky. I was able to work my way through my graduate career and essentially not to say it was a free ride because it was not. But um, with all the teaching I did, that covered my tuitions. And for the most part, I only had to pay a couple thousand dollars in fees each year. So not bad, not terrible. But that's not always, you know, my sister-in-law had left school with almost half a million dollars. Right. In debt. No, I mean, extremely fortunate. Uh, my parents yeah. mostly were able to pay my undergraduate and then my whole graduate experience, which lasted way too long, was mostly covered because of the work that you do at the same time. Again, they waive the tuition if you're providing service to the university. In my case, I enjoyed doing the teaching, so that wasn't a problem um, for me. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, our next email comes from Che, titled June 1st. Evening, Dick and Doc. June the 1st has quite a few holidays attached to it. Uh, Global Day of Parents, Global Running Day, National Dare Day, National Go Barefoot Day, National Say Something Nice Day, most importantly of all, Dinosaur Day. So with that, I ask of you, if you could, which majestic reptile would you bring back from extinction to live side by side with us today? Hope you're both well, assuming you'll both be wrapping up work for the summer soon. In response to last week's email, below is a link for the bleach manga for Doc to take a butcher's at as and when. I'm assuming if and when. If and when. Uh, all the best, Che, sent from my bathroom, from my water closet. Um, I want to talk about something that isn't part of this email. Uh, in the bestie <laughs> chat today. See if I can find it again. Uh, che was complaining about something. I don't remember exactly what. I think it had to do with they were talking about the monarchy and the queen and what happens if the queen passes away and all of this sort of stuff. And Che was complaining about it. And then let me see again. I got to see if I can find it. Uh, he said something to the effect of it boils my piss. <laughs> And I immediately just, that was the only thing I looked at and cared about at that point. Cause I was just like, that's a thing. That's a saying. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 12 42 PM. Uh, yeah. Boils my piss. I did not know that was a colloquialism 
uh, in the UK. Love it. Uh, I, it sounds utterly terrifying, if I may be honest. Uh, so um, uh, what's your favorite dinosaur? Which one you're bringing back from the deaders? I want to say, I don't even know if this technically, I have a student who's a dinosaur nut. And so I think he would argue that this dinosaur doesn't exist. When I was a kid, they were known as the pterodactyl. Yeah. I think they have a new name now. But, you know, I've always seen whether it was in the X-Men cartoons in the Savage Lander, like the idea that you could then saddle and ride a flying dinosaur, I think is awesome. I'm sure that's not really how it would go. But uh, I was always interested in in your flying dinosaurs. What about you? Which one do you bring them back? Um, I mean, probably a T-Rex. I feel like if you had to bring one back and charge people money to see it, T-Rex is the one that's going to bring in the dollars, you know? It's got that name recognition king of, of the dinosaurs, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I feel like the T-Rex is probably it. My favorite as a kid was probably the Stegosaurus, but I, yep. I, I don't know. You know, the humble Brachiosaurus is always good. Kind of the gentle grazers, your herbivores. I just feel like that's like bringing back a cow. I mean... Well, I, you don't want to bring back a dangerous one? Why not? T-Rex all the way. No, because it's dangerous. I don't want to bring back a Velociraptor. I don't want to bring, you know, Triceratops are cool. Those were always my favorite. Gore. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't but, know, DC. I don't know. I, uh, yes, I will be wrapping up work in the next few weeks. Doc works year-round because he, uh, he has more work ethic than I do. Well, I mean, my main job is year round so yeah uh so let's see anything else there the bleach manga not anything interesting for national say something nice day doc i meant it as a sincere compliment when i said that sometimes you you remind me of rick moranis i think rick moranis is 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 a sex symbol an underrated sex symbol as are you thank you um that mug cake was delicious. I'll, I'll follow up with that. Good. Chipmunk cake recipe. Uh, talk okay. to Mrs. Manson. Uh, Nate, 6-1 email. Good afternoon, DC and Doc. How are you guys doing? Did either of you watch Double or Nothing? If so, what did you think? I watched it and fell asleep twice. It was so long, overbloated, and full of matches that didn't need to happen on pay-per-view. I only really enjoyed House of Black versus Death Triangle. In a positive note, I'm pretty excited for Hell in a Cell this Sunday. Two somewhat random questions this <laughs> Wait, week. hold on. Is it this Sunday? <laughs> Let me look. I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's happening, too. I mean, that's probably why there's one of those NXT things. Yep. Okay. I didn't know any of that. Let me see what the matches are there. Continue. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would you change? Two, are you self-conscious about anything about yourself? Have a great night, fellas. Your dear bestie, Nate. Nate's, in, Nate's uh, emails are always so introspective. Uh, Hell in a Cell. You got Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins in a Hell in a Cell match. You got Bianca versus Asuka versus Becky for the title. Asuka might be champion again. Your girl. Uh, you got Ezekiel versus Kevin Owens. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, no, you know, you don't care about comment about that. No, no. Uh, uh, I didn't watch double or nothing. It sounds like it was too long. 
and it makes it hard for I, I do remember seeing a tweet from Nate being like, like it was fairly early on. He was like, I feel like I've already wasted this $50. <laughs> it was just like, oh. Um, Sorry to hear that. Was much more, I was much more interested in the press conference after, but I think we're going to get an email about that later. Uh, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would you change? Uh, okay. Um, let's see. I mean, honestly, my penis probably could be a little bit smaller. It's just so monstrous and huge. It just, just so overwhelming. So, call it the anaconda for a reason. <laughs> uh, all kidding aside, I don't know. I mean, I would probably lose some weight. I feel like I've always struggled with my weight, and if I could be healthier and thinner, I think that would be something I. Uh, I would I would like to do if assuming we're talking about a physical thing that we could change. I mean, sure. I guess mentally, if I could change anything, I would probably oddly enough, I don't know that I would cure my anxiety. Um, I think if anything, mentally, if I could change something, it would be um, the ability to self-motivate um, strongly and consistently. Um, I have a lot of difficulty despite I know despite everything I do. Ultimately, so the person working 19 jobs. Ultimately, I am very, I am very much a person who is deadline oriented, and I wish I could make myself do things on my own. Um, one to stay on top of things, to be better organized, better prepared, and also because I feel like that would give me the initiative to do more things that I want to do, like write that novel or or whatever. You wrote one. We had this conversation. You've written a novel. I have. I thought you had written at least part of one. Yeah, part of one, but that doesn't count. Uh, physical. Yeah, sure. I'd love to lose. I'd love to get back to where I the the weight I was for the wedding. My like, I looked pretty darn good uh, for the wedding, which would be about depending on the day <laughs> between thirty and fifty pounds, uh, or at least that's how it feels. Um, I would love to lose 50 pounds. My God. Mentally, I would like to, I'm a paranoid person. Uh, Maybe it's part of the only child syndrome. Maybe it's just, I don't know, the way I was raised. I don't know. Uh, But I'm a paranoid person. uh, And I get in my head a lot, which causes issues. And I would like to be able to stop that would be nice. Uh, Am I self-conscious about anything about myself? Yes. Uh, because I'm a paranoid person, so the <laughs> list is lengthy. My face isn't symmetrical. Uh, one eye is slightly droopier than the other. I'm balding terribly. Uh, uh, not terribly. I've seen worse. No. Thank <laughs> Thanks. I didn't see it that way. Thanks. We miss you, GQ. <laughs> now that was harsh. I love you. He's just driving down the road right now. And he was just son of a bitch. (laughs) In which case my work is done. Um, Yeah. Thank you. uh, Thank you, Nate. You got to be able to get through those things. You can be self-conscious. You can wish to change something, but you can't let that get in the way of continuing to, to, to keep on keeping on. Yeah. 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 Danielle checks in with break time. Hello. 
I write to you at this moment during a mini break, one week into a new internship, to say hello. I've been catching up on the DDT podcasts and just finished episode 317. So previous work from home gigs and whatnot never played out well, but they were relatively fun, but a pain to get gigs for. Anyways, I'm now at a nonprofit as a paid intern in the city, aka those commutes have returned along with skyrocketing gas prices. A wee, a rolly <laughs> eyes emoji face. Have y'all ever heard of the Pomodoro? I think I spelled it correctly, method. It's when you set a timer for 15 to 30 minutes and focus on one task and then break for 5 to 10. It's allowed me to make work fun as well as getting me away from the cubicle bullpen during breaks. Uh, so, so as I'm almost done with WCW 1998, what's something you miss and one you don't miss from that year? For me, I have no clue because I was five. So maybe toys? Cheers, Danielle Sullivan. Pomodoro. Yeah, I don't know if. Yeah, I've, I've heard of it's that a sauce. It's a tomato sauce. Is it? It is, but I don't think that's what she's referring to. Yeah, is it? I've heard of the timer technique, and it was something that I played with briefly uh, when I first started working from home uh, at the beginning of the pandemic. And yes, I found it to be relatively good at keeping me on task for things. Um, like anything, it requires self-discipline uh, to continue to use, which is something I lack immensely. So, Yeah, it, it not quite something. Although, actually, uh, I without meaning to... Um, I've been getting my students into this. We do stations of about 15, 20 minutes, and then we take a break. And sometimes it's I'm reading a book. Sometimes it's we're going outside. Sometimes it's we're doing a different activity. Uh, but that's just the attention span of a seven or eight year old is only between 14 and 16 minutes. So, but yeah, I can see how that would work. Yeah. Gas, gas prices, man. Glad we don't live in California where it's over $7, but still. Yeah. I'm glad I bought an electric vehicle. I understand that. I looked. <laughs> I don't know why this happened. Um, I've been looking mildly at electric recumbent tricycles. Hey, all right. Because I'm like, you know, I I have enjoyed bike riding. Haven't done it in years. Don't necessarily know that my physique is great for a single line center of balance, but a but recumbent, like a but a recumbent lower to the ground. I would have a better center of balance. And I like, I looked at one the other day that was $11,000 and I was like, I do have $11,000. I'm saving that for a car. But like, what if I just bought an electric recumbent bicycle and I, I rode that to work every day. How far do you go to uh, work? Oh, you know, 20, 25 minutes. So, yeah, um, and yeah. the, it's the whole, it's the whole, you know, uh, the weather. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure if I told my wife I was spending $11,000 on a recumbent bicycle, it's 13 miles. I just looked up. Um, what's the mileage told, on that electric bicycle? How, how far can it go between charges? Cause, oh, I didn't look at that. Is I it shielded? Pretty, pretty Does it have pictures. a windshield? Does it have a roof or is it just exposed no, the elements? No. It's exposed. Yeah, to the so not exactly practical for. I all. need a garage. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, not practical yeah. for like the winters here and things like no, that. No, so. but you know, if anyone really wants to support us on Patreon, I need eleven thousand dollars <laughs> for an electric recumbent bicycle. Completely um, unrelated. What, what is something you miss from '98? 
miss? We would have been, we would have been, uh, Danielle was five. We would have been finishing freshman year and sophomore year of high school. My youth? I was going to say, my freshman year of high school, I wrestled at the 189-pound weight class. Uh, I missed that. Yeah, I mean, at that point, I probably weighed 155 pounds, 160 pounds. That would be great. Yeah. I missed that. I missed the fact that I was in decent shape because I was on the wrestling team. Um, I don't miss the fact that I had a shaved head, braces, and big Coke bottle glasses. Don't miss that in the slightest. I think you should shave your head. Uh, <laughs> so one of the weird, you'll know that my marriage is in trouble if I show up with a shaved head one day. Okay. All right. Just, just so you know. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's, I don't miss the fact that I was a total, I just looked awful. Uh, it took until junior year. I actually figured out, you know, I wasn't just wearing wrestling t-shirts and jeans. Um, so but I, I do miss the fact that I was, you know, in better shape. I don't miss the last episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> I miss the fact that I was able to have the time. Like I was flipped. I was a guy who flipped back and forth between Raw and Nitro on Monday nights. I miss that. That was fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't miss the fact that, you know, dial up internet sucked. I don't miss Furbies. Are you looking up what happened in 98? Yeah, Is that what you're doing? I sure am. Okay. <laughs> I don't miss Harrison Ford being named the sexiest man alive. Yeah. No, thank you. What was the biggest, biggest box office Titanic. movie of 1998? Was it? I mean, that's the Ooh. year it swept the Oscars. So. Oh, the Truman Show. Truman Show is good. Saving Private Ryan. Decent. Big Lebowski. Did enjoy that. The movies were pretty good back then. Yeah. No, still haven't seen Titanic. I don't miss no, uh, Benifer. All right, all right, we're 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 moving on. <laughs> we can do we can do a tournament. The best of I, I don't miss the Rachel haircut. No, 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 no. I uh, miss Glenn. blockbuster oh, I video. I do miss blockbuster video. Glenn AEW and the TK factor. Hi guys, just a quickie as I'm already in bed. Ooh, a quickie in bed with Glenn. That sounds promising. Uh, do you think Tony Khan's online shenanigans is a help or a hindrance to AEW growing as a top brand? Hope you get this okay as I'm sending it from my phone on Gmail. Thanks as always, Glenn. Uh, we got it just fine there, Glenn. Um, so Tony Khan, after uh, the pay-per-view ends, it's like three in the morning, uh, they do a press conference. Um. Punk is there with his new AEW title. Tony Khan is there. Tony Khan is clearly on uh, all the drugs. Cocaine. Like his eyes are wide. He's rambling. He's, you know, talking about how they won the Friday Night War and all of that. And CM Punk is just trying very hard to look interested and not roll his eyes, but he's kind of rolling his eyes at Tony Khan as he's sitting next to him. Um, You know, and then he's online making fun of WWE for changing the venue for how I don't know. Uh, I think Tony Khan gets in the way. And if AEW actually wants to be legitimate, serious competition, uh, Tony Khan's going to continue to get in the way. If they're happy, just being an alternative that's going to do. Okay. 
and not really overtake the juggernaut of WWE, then he's fine. But I mean, they're not, nobody is set up to overtake the WWE. Nobody's equipped to it's, it's too big. Like nobody is operating at that scale. Nobody. Yeah, that's true. Um, But but I would say controversy creates interest. And as Tony Khan going out there and shooting his mouth, saying ridiculous things, giving people to talk about on podcasts um, only helps keep AEW in the public eye, especially amongst uh, the most interested fans uh, of the medium. So I think it's probably overall help. Okay, fair enough. I don't like it. I don't love it necessarily at, at the things you're describing, see, but yeah, if he's going to rally the, the stands on Twitter and, you know, rally those troops and it works, uh, you want, he doesn't make me want to keep watching, want to watch that show and really invest because he's just a lunatic, but that's just me. Uh, Mrs. Manson, our final email of the evening master chef. Hi fellas. I was wondering about your thoughts on the latest episode of master chef junior. It will be featuring some WWE and now former WWE talent. Hello, Ember Moon, or shall we say Athena? I did did not mention that Athena made her AEW debut uh, at Double or Nothing. Uh, If you could cook with any wrestler, past or present, who would it be and what would you make together? Have a great rest of the week. Love, Mrs. M. P.S. Shout out to Rachel on her engagement. Congratulations, friends. Rachel! Congratulations. I didn't know you were engaged. Good for you. Yes. Allow me to formally uh, extend my congratulations also to you, Rachel, on your engagement on these airwaves. I have not texted you despite uh, Mrs. Manton sharing the news with me because it it felt weird to just sort of out of the blue um, just to text somebody back and be like, hey, I heard about the thing. Congratulations. Um, yeah, that makes sense. But uh, the fact that it's up here now, uh, yes, congratulations. You looked very happy in that photo that Mrs. Manson shared. Excellent. Uh, happiness, always a good thing. If you could cook with any wrestler, past or present, who would it be and what would you make together? I mean, probably Bobby Heenan, because I think that would be hilarious. Um, I think that would make the best television. However, part of me wants to cook with Mick Foley. That's what I figured you'd go with. I'm not sure why I think that, but I think Mick Foley would know how to make some good old delicious comfort food with no regard for health content. I feel like you would eat well with Chef Mick Foley at the helm. Is there is there something about Mick Foley that 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 relates him to food? Is there a reason why you expected me to say Uh, that? Just because he's one of your all time favorites. He seems like he knows his way around a good barbecue. I think so. Uh, now, if you wanted to go old school and again close to 1998, you would say you wanted to cook with Mick Foley and you'd make Chef Boyardee because he was the spokesperson for Chef Boyardee at one point. I mean, couldn't I also eat with uh, Minotaur? 
or mantar rather mantar salad <laughs> he had he had uh some barbecue in one of those pictures didn't he yeah he's eating an entire rack yeah of those looked pretty tasty so yeah uh i think i'm going to ask william regal to show me how to make a traditional uh uk british breakfast. full english full english breakfast uh, that's a good answer i think i think that's that's, that's a definitely. good answer I will eat beans. I am, I am joining you for that breakfast. My goodness. I will happily join you with Bobby Heaton. He can make whatever he wants. I just picture lots of flour puffing in the air. I don't, I don't know why or how exactly, but it's going to turn into that bit from uh, Who's Line, probably, with the hands just throwing. Yeah. I'm just imagining Bobby. I, I'm imagining, actually, Bobby and Gorilla Monsoon. Gorilla's got... A, re- a regular chef's hat, the chef's toque. Bobby Heenan's is just like 19 inches tall. Pope style. Yes. <laughs> uh, thank you to Brent and Che and Nate and Danielle and Glenn and Mrs. Manson for your emails. Enjoyable as always. Uh, it is time once again uh, to turn to our piece of positivity. I don't think you're, you're going to mention the, the chipmunk here. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no. What do you got going on? I can go first if you need some time. I got this. I got this. Um, this weekend, the Mansons made their triumphant return to the movie theater. Hey, not um, it was a a group thing. Uh, Mrs. Manson is a big fan of the show Bob's Burgers, and the Bob's Burgers movie. Uh, came out um friend of the show rachel also a big fan of the bob's burgers and she was very eager to go as well so we had a little powwow uh myself the missus rachel her her bay um robert who i don't think likes going by rob or bob um and then another um mutual friend uh who I've known for some time. I haven't seen him too often. Uh, his name also happens to be Nate. Um, didn't know he was coming until he showed up. But Mrs. Manson knew and just neglected to tell me. Uh, but however, that was a good time. The movie was good. Uh, good company. I think uh, Mrs. Manson really enjoyed it, as I think did Rachel. I, I thought it was humorous. There was a couple of lines I laughed at quite a bit. Uh, I think this must have been pre-engagement because I did not hear anything about it at that time. Um, so yeah, good times, good friends, and um, yes, it's, it was uh, it was good. That is my piece Excellent. of positivity. How about yourself? Well, very Jason? nice. Did it feel good? Did it feel weird being in a movie theater? It was. It was weird, but I don't know. I don't go to the movies that often, anyways. Sure. Like when the pandemic came, so all together now, it's probably been like three years since I went to the theater. Um, but like when the pandemic hit, it had probably been a year already at that point. Because I honestly don't go very often. Um, so, but yeah, no, it was nice. There was hardly anybody there. It was the five of us, and maybe there were two other groups of people: one in the back, one in the like. Like there was hardly anyone Excellent. there. Um, Good. It was, it was, that did, so that didn't feel weird, you know, being surrounded by mouth breathers or anything like that. Um, it was, 
Low density was fine. Uh, it was a good time. I'm so glad. Uh, my piece of positivity is also uh, something of the visual medium, but I'm going to be able to watch it on that Netflix uh, thing that Doc is potentially going to get himself to watch Stranger Things. Uh, I am a fan of Iron Chef. I enjoyed the few episodes of the original series that I have watched. I very much enjoyed Iron Chef America in its its early years with Morimoto and Mario Batali before we were not allowed to enjoy Mario Batali anymore. Uh, And Bobby Flay. It got a little much when they started adding. They had a reality show to crown the next Iron Chef. By that point, I was no longer interested. But Iron Chef let quest for an iron legend uh is leaving the food network and making its way to netflix alton brown will be one of the hosts which i'm very excited about uh the actor mark dacascus is playing the the chairman who i find very enjoyable uh so i'm looking forward to that because it'll tie in almost exactly with the end of school i will have some more time on my hands i will very much enjoy uh, a la cuisining and watching some Iron Chef. So I just learned about it the other day. Very, very excited. That sounds wonderful. So we hope you have had a wonderful time here on the 321st episode. 321! Blast off! 321. One, one, two, three. What the heck is bothering me? It's got deep. Remember that episode of Family Matters? Nope. Carl goes to anger management and they teach him that. And then he realizes that Steve Urkel is the cause of all his proceeds to chase him around. Uh, But yes, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Doc Manson, anything else you'd like to say before we head out into that good night? We did, in fact, make it over an hour as expected. If you'd like to have your thoughts read on the air, you can do so. Send us an email podcast at ddtwrestling.com. You can listen to our entire back catalog at your favorite podcast repository. Just search for DDT Wrestling. And if you like what you've heard, and really, how could you? Head on over to patreon.com forward slash DDT Wrestling to give just a little bit of financial support to DC and Doc. It does help us keep the lights on, and it keeps this crazy podcast train a chug a He is Doc Manson at Doc Manson. Don't get near his air conditioner, chipmunks. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Until we meet again, my friends, have yourselves a fantastic week. Enjoy the pay-per-views that apparently are happening. Until we meet again, my friends, won't ya be a bestie?